What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is May 28th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan, coming along soon. Monday Night Raw tonight, uh, we now know all of the women that will be in the women's gauntlet match, or in the women's money in the bank match, rather. There was a women's gauntlet match tonight to decide that on Raw. Um, aside from that, you know, some stuff happened. Putting things in place. We got an apology from Sami Zayn for last week's segment. Um, and, of course, there's more news in the wrestling world. Enzo Amore broke his two-month silence today, released a rap song, did a public meetup in Times Square. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, usually the Memorial Day episode, uh, you know, the holiday episodes, are the ratings are usually down. So um, they usually don't throw too much, uh, too many big items so it was it was kind of a easy to miss episode of Raw, but um, you know they were up against Game Seven, the, you know the Rockets and the and the Golden State Warriors. So I know mm. that uh, that's going to hurt him in the ratings tonight. So this is probably going to be one of the lower rated Raws of the year, if not the lowest rated, at least until football season. Matt Morgan is trying to call me on Hangouts, Raj. <laughs> uh, you want to text him? Let him know. Because I'm afraid it's going to kick me out if I answer. Yeah. If he tries again, I'll answer it on my phone. See yeah. if that works. Um, yeah. So I thought they kind of buried their lead tonight with that women's gauntlet match. Uh, they made that the main event. That was the hook that they teased last week. Obviously, the last men's gauntlet match that they had was incredibly well received and took up what, like two-thirds of the show. I think a lot of people were looking forward to the women getting a similar opportunity tonight, but by putting that as the main event, Raja, I know you said they'd be lucky to get 30 minutes, and I think it went for, what, 20 and change. Yeah, yeah. So Very fast. It, yeah, it's kind of what I figured. It would be short and to the point. Yeah. Now, two of those I missed. Um, I, I missed uh, Liv Morgan uh, getting eliminated and, and Sarah Logan. Uh, because Blank and you missed them. I mean, it was that quick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, nothing. I mean, actually, I mean, I feel bad for Liv Morgan. She's someone that obviously 
has a really good look. She's done some, uh, her ring work has improved a lot. And I mean, she got pinned instantly in that match. Yeah. You know, it's hard to take a competitor seriously when they get the Kurt Hawkins treatment. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was, a, yeah, like you said, a very missable, skippable episode of Raw tonight. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, feeling like, should I go back and watch it? I mean, there were some points. Actually, I thought, uh, well, well, we'll get into it. We'll go uh, segment by segment and talk about the results a bit. And uh, if people have questions tonight, by the way. We haven't done question time in a while on the podcast. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good night for it. Feel free to ask them in the chat, and we'll get to them at the end of the show. Uh, what's the hashtag that you use for that, Rush? Uh, hashtag WING Podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, man. How was your Memorial Day weekend, by the way? Uh, it was good. Um, uh, yeah, it's been busy, but, uh, you know, girls are out from school, so uh, it's dealing with a a lot of their extra free time and trying to, trying to fill it in. So, <laughs> yeah, we caught our, I caught a cold then my wife caught a cold. So we literally spent the weekend recovering from that, but we, I know we've talked about this before. WWE programming suffers when you're watching other TV. That's really good. And I binge watched Ozark and killing Eve in the past week. And to go from two phenomenal shows like that to tonight was just kind of like, Oh man, what a letdown. Yeah terms of storytelling i say it every week but uh you know this time of year especially it's just not much happening yeah well let's uh dive into the show and start talking about it matt's getting sorted out um they opened with a video package tribute to memorial day i thought that was very nicely done uh michael cole welcomed everyone to the show he was joined by coachman and Corey graves and braun Strowman comes out gets a huge pop from the crowd does a bit of a face-off with Finn Balor talking about their match last week, and then Kurt Angle makes the match for tonight. What do you think of that, Raj? I mean, we talk a lot about they do a lot of the same stuff, but tonight it was literally, hey, remember the last match you saw on Raw? Here it is again. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't see them having Finn beating Braun, so at least this was better. You didn't have Finn get beat again. Uh, I think that would have served no purpose. And I, I just don't think you should beat Braun right now at all. So, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised that they had Finn, you know, looking like he could get the win towards the end. Uh, but, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of throwaways. Didn't really do much. It was a DQ. Kevin Owens interfered, uh, used the ladder, or tried to use the ladder, and then Braun got it and chucked it at Owens. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just I tell money in the bank. That's what we're going to see is just different combos of the people in that match and different combos of the the people in the women's money in the bank match. I know people hated on it, but two years ago, man, six men on ladders in search of a dream. Those promos they were cutting, the story they were trying to tell. If all we're getting are these uh, mix and match, do si do, switch your partner matches. I want more story going into Money in the Bank. I want to know each guy's motivation, what their plans are if they win. Anything yeah, to build this more. Yeah, don't, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's unfortunate. A lot of people asking about Roman Reigns. Yeah, he was not there. Uh, he's, I think he's got the week off. He, he wasn't oh. at yesterday's house show in, um, in Hampton, Virginia either, and he's not at this weekend's house shows, but he's booked for next Monday's Raw, so I think he just had the week off. Yeah. And... Uh, Goes to show if anyone wanted to be snarky and be like, oh, Rob be so much better without Roman on it for a week. Really? <laughs> Tonight's the proof that that is not the case. 
Oh, man. I could have just used something tonight, anything, just to kick it up a notch. It, it, you know, I, I got to agree with them. If you want to do important storyline stuff, it's better to save it for the weeks where where you're not facing the kind of competition you had with the NBA tonight, you know? So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this, if you're making a, doing a throwaway show this, this week is the, the week to do it. Cause ratings are down anyway with the holiday plus the NBA game. I think it was a mistake for them to burn an a segment like the B teams barbecue. I mean, they should have clearly saved that for a night when the ratings mattered more, they had a better chance. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that might have been the best thing in the show tonight. To were they honest. all make, purposely messing up Bray Wyatt's name? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. You call him like Brian Wyatt or something like that. And it, it was... Oh, I've lost Raj. So, people, I don't know if you can hear me still or if I've been lost as well. So uh, I'm going to keep talking. We're going to keep it going here. I'm just checking to see if I'm on the air. Okay, good. I am still on the air. Um, yeah, so they were messing up Bray's name during that. Uh, let's talk more about what happened in Raw. So we saw Owens running away backstage. Oh, there's Raj. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, do you like Owens trying to go into the valet, trying to get his car so he could hightail it out of there? I thought it, that was kind of fun. I th- yeah, I thought Owens was great in that. And I thought that that was funny. And yeah, Kurt Angle making the match. Uh, you know, it was, it was predictable, but uh, it was entertaining, though. Yeah. So we got an Elias segment that was kind of different tonight. Uh, went to the break, actually. Elias trying to quiet the crowd. And then Seth Rollins came out, threw Elias out of the ring, threw a stool out of the ring. Do you think these guys are going to conf- uh, feud going forward after we get past whatever Seth and Jinder are working their way through? Yeah, yeah. I think it was just Seth and Jinder was just this week. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's Jinder and Roman for for next couple of months, at oh, least on right. the house shows. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this gives Seth something to do. Um, it's a good push for Elias. It moves him up. And, uh, Seth is the perfect opponent for him because Elias, the biggest place he needs work is in the ring and, uh, you know, being paired up with someone like Seth will only help him out. So it's a smart move. And, uh, I don't know. Seth is in the money in the bank match, right? Is he? He's not, uh, you know, it's a good question. I'll uh, check right now. Yeah. Um, Holiday weekend, folks. We're a little slow. <laughs> yeah. So let's see here. I got it. I got the card right here. No, he is not. Okay. So he doesn't have a match, match announced yet. So that'll probably be the intercontinental title match. With Elias. Yeah. That's good. That's solid. I can get behind that. Um. So there's that. And let's see what else. Oh, what did you think of uh, Jinder versus Seth tonight compared to... I thought it was good. I thought it was one of Jinder's better matches. Um, again, you're working with Seth, who's who's good. Uh, and it was good for for a Seth Rollins match. It was, it was good, not great, but yeah, I thought it was uh, it was good. When's the last time Seth Rollins had a bad match? <sighs> yeah, it's been a while. I can't I can't remember. I'm sure there I'm sure there have been some, but it, it's been a while. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, well, we're waiting on Matt. Actually, now's a great time to thank the sponsor of this episode, and that is Keeps. So, we all know about hair loss. Guys, it's probably your greatest fear of the things that could happen to you. Our hair becomes so much of our identity. I think about my hairstyles that I've had throughout the course of my life. Uh, for me, hair is, is a, you know, 
probably the biggest accessory that impacts my look. If I lost it, what would I do? You know, there are all those crazy snake oil treatments out there. A lot of them don't work. Most of them don't work. And there's a way now you can take action with something that does work, which is keeps hair loss, not just your dad's problem. It happens earlier in life than you think. By 35, two out of three men will start losing their hair. And hair loss is actually easy to prevent if you get started early. This is where Keeps comes in. They're a new company offering a simple, clinically proven, and affordable way to stop hair loss. With Keeps, it's easier than ever for guys like you to keep your hair. It's the easiest way to keep your hair by offering two, the only two, FDA-approved hair loss products clinically proven to keep the hair that you have. And you can sign up in less than five minutes. Keeps is a company entirely online. The process... God, it's only 10 to $35 a month, so it's $1 a day or less on average, and that's half of what you typically pay at the pharmacy. To get started, it's easy. You answer a few questions, you snap a few photos, and a licensed doctor will remotely review your information and give you the right prescription, all without ever leaving your couch. Within two to three days, you'll get a three-month supply of your treatment, and it'll arrive perfectly packaged right at your door. So stop hair loss today the easy way with Keeps, offering customized treatment plans with the only FDA-approved hair loss products for about a dollar a day, and it's from the comfort of your couch to receive your first month of treatment free go to keeps.com slash inc that's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash inc and that's a month's free supply of treatment at keeps.com slash inc keeps hair today hair tomorrow and we thank them for sponsoring the wrestling inc podcast all right matt how's it going man good how are you guys can you hear me yeah yeah we can hear you good Matt, what did you think of Raw tonight? Uh, there was a lot of filler. Um, I don't know. I bet you maybe some fans were entertained by that food fight crap. And, <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. Even even Strowman versus you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, come on, Finn. Finn Balor. Like I should be excited about that. They've already worn that out for me. Yeah, um, like I should be excited about that matchup, you know what I mean? But they've made Braun to this this not dork, but this lovable baby face. It, it, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. And uh, I don't know. I, I like that the girls were at the end. I guess so. I'll say that I like the Ronda Rousey stuff. Um, it's really oh, obviously Seth Rollins. Uh, and homeboy had a great intercontinental championship match, match wise, right? But uh, that's all. Yeah, speaking of that segment uh, with Ronda, so Nia Jax came out and said she was going to do an exhibition for Ronda Rousey, how she was going to counter the armbar. So she was working with local uh, enhancement talent Michelle Webb, and Jax just proceeded to taunt Ronda. Uh, she was shushing the crowd at one point. It's interesting that they're making her more of a heel. Yeah. Now, especially right after she got off that feud with Alexa Bliss, where Alexa was calling her a bully and Nia was the clear babyface. It could be one of those cases, you guys, where she is still new. And she's, when they tell you to go with what feels natural when you're in the ring, you know what I mean? Don't overthink, don't overanalyze, just react. Yeah. She's still too young, in my opinion, to do that in her career. And it's easier, it's, the, the low-hanging fruit for her is to go and play off the boots and to encourage more. In my opinion, I don't, unless they're specifically telling her, hey, go be a heel, which I can't imagine them doing because that's horrible business. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, she looks like she's back to heel already. And uh, and after months of Alexa calling her a bully and the storyline being that she wasn't a bully and she was the one being bullied, she's being a bully. Yep. So the, the Michelle Webb is a fake name. Her the oh, okay. her real name is Maddie Max. She's on the Indies. So well, there you go. I mean, that's not a real. That's her real wrestling name. But. Get that updated in the Wrestling Inc. recap, Raj. <laughs> it's not there yet. Yeah. Um. After that, we got Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus the Ascension. This is. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the longest televised match the Ascension has had in forever? <laughs> yeah. Probably. This was surprisingly competitive. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this? Nothing, nothing special. I mean, what, they've hurt so many of these talents that nobody – I just sit there and I look forward to a storyline development at that point. When yeah. I see someone like the Ascension in the ring, no offense to either guy. It's not their fault. They've been booked like shit. Um, but – when you see them in a match, you know they have no shot hell of winning. So because of that, there's no chance of me suspending my disbelief. Yeah. So the next best thing I try to do as a fan or onlooker, whatever the hell you want to call me, I watch for the storyline development of is someone going to do a run-in, is someone going to turn on the other person, is, you know, you start to hope for that stuff. And by that point, you're checked out of the match. Yeah. And I feel like lately they're just doing these backstage promos we saw tonight for the gauntlet match. They're trying to give everyone a little bit of motivation, but even those aren't anything really unique and different. I feel like every woman tonight basically cut the same promo. And then you'd stop looking up at the damn briefcases like they were at like the WrestleMania sign. Let me let me explain something. During a heavyweight championship match, I promise you guys, okay, heavyweight championship match is a little bit bigger than a money than a briefcase hanging from the friggin' uh, rafters. A little bit bigger. Okay, so was a WrestleMania sign. I, I would like to think a championship, to, a heavyweight championship, is bigger than that as well. All right, you go to Mania for the hope of winning a championship or something along those lines, right? Championship is the pinnacle. I've never ever in my career wrestled when wrestling for a heavyweight championship, sat there in the middle of a match, in the middle of a hold, and started gazing at the championship title belt over there by the uh, uh, clock, you know, the guy with the ring bell, you know, whoever the jabron was holding the title belt off camera with a boner, sitting there staring at it. And forgetting about the mat. Like, it's so stupid. I hate it. It's phony as hell looking. I'm surprised, Matt, that they don't zoom in during that hold and then just show an animated thought bubble with, like, you know, the briefcase or... I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. This is what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know, compared to the rest of the show, that might have been an improvement. I mean, why not put, like, a cartoon angel and devil on Braun Strowman's shoulder, you know, telling them what to do? Mm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is how far it's gone downhill. And I was going to say, okay, so uh, Matt Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt, of course, won that match with the Kiss of Deletion. Good for the Ascension getting more TV time than usual yeah. in a competitive match. It's almost um, out of necessity. They, like, don't have enough tag teams, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, was yeah. That, was, that was clear tonight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when they did that barbecue, you're like, man, this is a sad state of affairs. They've emptied, this is them emptying the tag team division shelves. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. And okay, the so Bob, Payne, who are MIA? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, seriously, I don't. What's the, so creative? Just doesn't have anything for AOP right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. I'd rather that. I'd rather that. I, I'd much rather that. I know those boys probably don't like it, but I, I, if, 
it's better for them to not get any on you. Like I continue to tell you guys, you don't want to be part of this <laughs> yeah. shit show. You don't want to be what, part. You didn't of want to see Akam and Razor at the barbecue tonight, where Scott Dawson was <laughs> wagging a wiener at uh, Bowen Curtis. I mean, come on. I will bet you anything. It was at least thought of. Maybe not that scenario, but them in the barbecue. I guarantee you, it was somebody pitched that. It's just uh, yeah. so. I was going to say on, on a kinder note, Bobby Roode versus Kevin Owens, but this tonight online, man, this was... Uh, oh, how did I leave that out? Yeah, what did yeah. you think of this? Great. You didn't like it? Well, I think that the match was good and they're yeah, both good, but there was no... Yeah. We're just sort of there. Like, there was no build. Bobby's still doing the awkward face thing. I hate yes. what they're doing with Bobby. Yes. I mean, not only does he get beat clean... Then afterwards, he's cheering uh, Braun Strowman on like a goof. Like, you knew Braun Strowman was going to, you know, power slam Bobby Roode right after that. And he's just smiling and cheering him on. And then he gets power slammed right after that, or choke slam. Raj, I saw on the house show, I think it was on your site, um, that he was like singing, you know, singing with what's his name? No, Elias. Yes. (laughs) And then he turns his back to him while he's singing. And like a dope gets hit with a guitar. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, number one, stop having him sing. You guys are making him have fake charisma. He doesn't need that fake charisma. He has plenty of it on his own. It's as a heel, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, uh, so Owens won that match. Pop up powerbomb. Uh, dropped on him for the pin. And then, yeah, Braun came out and proceeded to. Uh, Kill both of them. Um, he's been he's been good on the mic, by the way. Kevin Owens, he had some good 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 singers on Michael Call. I I, I liked him on, on commentary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, so it looks like they split up Kevin and Sammy further for the time being. Uh, they're each in their own stories, and Sammy continues the story with Bobby Lashley. Came out, they announced that he was going to apologize for the segment last week with Bobby Lashley's sisters. Um, and then proceeded to apologize, but not for the reasons uh, there was outrage and controversy on social media. Said, you know, apologize to the family, clarifying that those were many hired to dress as his sisters. Um, Wait, why, we, why was there outrage on social media? Oh, brother. Do we yeah. really want to get into this? Yeah, I'm Glenn, curious. You know, Glenn, you do. You know you do. Go ahead. I, I don't, actually. Um, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Some people thought the segment was transphobic um, in the sense that... Okay, Matt, you're laughing. But let me... No, I got hit with it, too. Trust me. I know okay, okay. you're right. That is so, And here's the reason why. Okay? So, and th- this is my version of it. And it's the same problem I have with the little person that Big Cass beat the crap out of. If you introduce somebody in a segment... And the entire goal of them in the segment is that you're supposed to laugh at them when you see them enter the ring and you're supposed to cheer for them getting the crap kicked out of them. And both of these are based on defining characteristics of their appearance. That's there's something wrong with that. And I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's uh, uh, someone that's supposed to be, you know, visibly like it's gender coming out in a turban. You're supposed to think he's a Muslim and people are doing it. If it's someone that's trans or cross dressing or, and I said this online, even if someone came out with a Trump sign and was like, I'm a Trump supporter. I love Donald Trump. And people laughed at them and you're supposed to cheer when they got the crap kicked out of them. That's offensive. You're punching down. You're settling. You're saying that, that uh, one group of people is the lesser and only there to be made fun of. Now here's the thing. Um, Raj, this is what was really 
populated online like this really trended and went bananas for a while um i got killed with this too um i don't know why i did i did it wasn't even on your show i didn't even <laughs> talk about it but that said here's my question to that though and um is my father you know halloween my dad's a was an overweight 260 pound heavy set man with a beard out to here and dressed up as a woman one year and for a costume party. Everyone thought it was hilarious. No one said anything then. Glenn. So, so, so what I'm saying to you is today's a different day and age. We're a lot more sensitive. We're supposed to be more sensitive at least, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to be more caring about one another's feelings and opinions and, and, and everything, appearances. And that's well and good. But I think sometimes, sometimes it's okay to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes it's okay to... To, to know what you're watching, you're watching an entertainment show that was very that was very specific. That wasn't done to make fun of anybody, uh, uh, the transgender community. We that was that's obviously not their goal. Okay, their goal was to, you know what I mean, make, make you know, make fun of Bobby's Bobby sisters. I don't think in this had anything to do with transgender in that situation. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't take that as transgender transphobic at all i thought the joke was that they're clearly not bobby's sisters right and that it was couldn't, it, it couldn't be any more obvious was the joke right i thought and i agree with that let me just say that my initial reaction to this segment last week was just that the segment sucked this was just yeah. bad it was it's terrible it was embarrassing and i think everyone agrees with that um but that being said also we're three guys that identify as the gender we were born we are not ones to say how members of that community would be affected or offended. Would be affected Absolutely. or offended by it. And that's the thing. And so I think that's the level of sensitivity. And when I see people get into this stuff online, it's like, look, it's not any of our places to be able to say you we're shouldn't feel this world. way about something. Yeah, we're not the you ones. Know? So people, yeah, yeah, that's true. But people online do get uh, outraged over everything nowadays. And um, I don't know. It's uh, it's like people. A lot of times, people are looking for stuff to get really upset about. I remember I got crap about saying uh, the Jonathan Coachman. Uh, you know, they were having him replace Booker T as the color commentator, and some people were saying, thinking I meant it as like, you <laughs> know, choice of words. No, but yeah. that's what it is. That's I, I the know. you know, that's every sport. You have the color commentator. It's not a it's not a race thing. The color is the guy who adds color to the commentary. You've got to be kidding me. They said you like a colored person. They thought you said it that way. Yeah, that's what uh, some people are thinking. Of. Oh but I mean, inadvertent. It's like tonight. I um, I tweeted that. Oh, is Jason Jordan gonna gonna run out and help Chad Gable? And originally, when I wrote the tweet, I said, "Is Jason Jordan gonna come out?" And then my wife was like, "Don't phrase it like that, because that is an entirely different meaning. People could take what you're saying differently." It's crazy, isn't um, it? It is. But then again, if you're not a part of that marginalized group, I mean, it's it's easy for us to so like, well, that didn't offend me, and it's like, okay, but that's not. Our reality, and look, I think all of this stuff, honestly, ignorance that we have towards it is—it's truly that. I don't think people are hateful or people are bad for defending, and I think that it's just we're all ignorant about it until we know somebody that's in one of these marginalized groups, and then I think we get a little more empathy for it, we get a little more understanding for it, we're a little more sensitive to it. And Raj, to your point, I agree. Like the internet is not the place where people say, like, "Oh, well, let's digest that for a bit and really then dive into it." It's like no, people instantly. Well, they just tweet what they think and feel True. without but, digesting it. 
But let's be honest, they are also looking to stir the pot and get things going a little as well. You know that's right. People well, don't that, want to admit Because, yeah, no, some people, honestly, yeah, for some people, that's their following. Some people, if they, they didn't get outraged by something, their audience is going to fo- follow someone else who does that they that fits, you know, their agenda. And I don't mean that in a bad or pejorative way. But and this is an all sides thing. I mean, we see this on everything. We see this like liberal, conservative in every community. Everybody is very sensitive right now. And yeah, I agree with your point, Matt. I don't think the WWE intended this at all. Um, but it kind of goes to show that, you know, Vince McMahon, 72 year old man, does not have his finger on the pulse of uh, things that you're to what you said, Matt. Yeah, but you know, 60 years ago, if somebody put on blackface, that was hilarious 60 years ago. So tastes and humor evolves. They did that during the Attitude Era. Ruin yeah. DX did that skit. Yeah. <laughs> That's even, the thing. I, so, do, yeah. I do remember X-Pac as Mark Henry. I do remember, even at that age, thinking, that's kind of pushing it. I swear yeah. to you, I remember thinking that. In which yeah. Sean Waltman says to this day he's embarrassed in, by it. I was in co- Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, he's talked about it on his podcast. He just says uh, the things he regrets, I was one of them. And that, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of people just don't know. I don't think he knew that it was offensive. And so um, that people took it in an offensive way. So, yeah. All right. So tonight, this was sort of Vince doubling down on that, I think, by working the crowd and saying, oh, Sammy's going to come out and do an apology. Sammy, the yeah. most social justice seeking uh, progressive member of the WWE roster coming out to do this and uh, definitely swerve the crowd. I'll say the thing that I think was telling was in that moment of silence, the guy yelling out, you suck. Um, One that always makes me laugh anytime that happens. But uh, two, I mean, it's just kind of like, Oh, he's, I think, I don't think he's tarnished because of transphobia. I think he's tarnished because this is a terrible storyline. Who, Sammy? Sammy, yeah. Gone tomorrow, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think, I thought this was just uh, playing off of it because the last week's segment was so bad. I didn't think they were taking it as uh, they were apologizing because people were offended. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, how Vince worked people with this. Because I, did, I didn't even think bad. about it as, you know, an apology it, for it being offensive. Bad humor by Vince. Yeah, exactly. outdated. Yeah, the little people and and stuff like that. Oh. Whenever you see it, you just know that Vince finds that stuff hilarious. And it's um, old. Yeah, it's yeah. lame. Like if you had a friend over, and that segment came on, you know they would look at you and go be like, "You watch this crap? This is yeah. what you watch." <laughs> but uh, so anyway, yeah. So Bobby I, I thought came Sammy out was good here. He, he, I mean, he was he was fine. I thought he was great, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't boo someone who's, uh, you know, thanking the troops and, and military families. And, you know, I'm, you know, and obviously happy Memorial Day. We forgot to say that, I think. Well, not really happy. I mean, I mean, not happy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yes, yeah, so you uh, see happy Memorial Day. Do you? Because I, I, saw, I saw a lot of people online tweeting about, like, this isn't. Happy Memorial Day. Like, you know, anybody who has any friends or family, I think I put this on Facebook, anybody with friends and family that paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So our thoughts and our prayers are with you today on this special day. I agree with that. I think it's a very important holiday. But, yeah, I think a lot of people actually don't know. Even Matt, what you just no, said? No, they don't. Yeah, they right. just think it's a day off, time for time to barbecue. I don't think they know the difference between that and Veterans Day a lot of the time. I or Labor that. Day. Yeah. Labor, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, Bobby came out. They made the match for Money in the Bank, and then Bobby beat up Sammy. Crushed his hand. Crushed like, his hand. They shook hands. He's held on to it. Crushed it. Um, I mean, Lashley got a better response this week than he's gotten, you know, since his first week out. Obviously, you know, uh, paying tribute to military families is going to help you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, but even coming out, it wasn't it wasn't booze and stuff like it had been lately. So, I don't know. Let me tell you a real quick story. Tonight, my, my uh, son had one of his meltdowns. And when I have his meltdowns, you do one of three things. Put him in a cold bath. It'll calm him down. Got to, like, mas- rub him down, like, by, by gripping his arms and his legs tightly. Or three, put on his favorite cartoon. It's one of those three things. So we put on, we had to put on his favorite cartoon. And I'm going, man, I'm in my head because I'm like, shoot, I'm missing, like, towards the end of Raw here, you know? I'm going to have to go back and rewind it and catch back up. And uh, horrible dad. And uh, so I get on my phone. I go on YouTube and I type in my Night Rocks. A lot of times people will stream it or put, you know, what just happened on video immediately after. And I type, I see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I'm like, what? <laughs> it had tonight's date on it, 528.18. I click on it and they show, like, Lesnar in the ring with Paul Heyman in, his, in the Universal title, like, you know, during his neck roll gimmick. And you have Bobby come out to his music. Smiley baby face, high five in the fans. I'm like, this kind of looks similar to his first entrance. I, <laughs> I was like, no, this is real. So and then he gets in there. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know what it was? Is the people making fake matches? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I got totally hoodwinked for like, I swear to you, out of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I, oh no, I'm gonna miss this. <laughs> if only that had happened tonight, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're not going to bring Brock Lesnar out on a on a holiday show against a, you know, a big NBA game. LeBron James in the championship game again, yeah. eight years in a row. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, basketball it's just becoming uh, the Cavs and the uh, uh, the Warriors and Warriors. Cleveland every year. Yes, sir. So Drew McIntyre versus Chad Gable tonight. We had Drew out with Dolph I Ziggler. I forgot yeah. to mention this too. I like this match. It's good. Drew got his win back after right. uh, Chad beat him last week. Wait, Chad beat what? Didn't Chad beat Drew last week? Wasn't no. that the surprise win? No, 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 no. You sure? He beat yeah. him one week on this. No, no, no. Drew hasn't lost yet. Um, Wait. Oh, no. Chad beat Ziggler. Pardon me. No, Ziggler beat Chad. I swear to God, Gable got a win. Yeah, he beat Jinder like a, a month Was ago. Is that it? I don't think he's won since then. I'm going to look this up now. All right, yeah. Um, in a tag but, match, no, it's uh, yeah, Drew hasn't lost yet. Ziggler beat Chad last week. Um, Ziggler beat Chad. Okay, so wait, Drew beat Ziggler beat Chad. Chad beat Jinder. Okay, it would be stupid of them to have Chad. I agree. Drew on any. So Chad's surprise win was against Jinder a few weeks ago. Okay, so this feud has just been that Ziggler beat Chad and now right. Drew beat Chad. Yeah, so it's just. Fine by me. I, I, he needs to he needs showcase singles matches. Drew, and this was one. I like that. Drew's has it all. What doesn't he have? He looks the part. He 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 has that intensity. He looks like he could kick ass, and he's he's you know tall and he's got that physique that Vince loves. So, dude's a, dude's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do you notice that he kind of did a little sort of brawn esque roar? Outside of the ring after he threw Chad in the post? Yeah. Well, every big guy yells. Yeah, I know. 
it's funny, like in, in his uh, interviews outside of WWE, um, he's saying legitimately like he thinks like the the locker room is not working as hard as they used to. And there's not that, huh. that hunger, which you would think that wouldn't endear him to. No, it wouldn't. But yeah, um, I don't think he cares. I think when you go away. Like, if I came back, I would have had a completely different mindset coming back. I'm not trying to be a dick, right. but it definitely wouldn't be to, to, to bow and walk on eggshells and, you know, and, and walk around mild-mannered Matt Morgan. Fuck, no way. Yeah. It doesn't work. But would you I, be afraid of saying it out loud? Just, uh, you know, <laughs> criticizing town just because it's easy to get backstage heat, right? I think because, no, because they're all so young. They're all new. And it's not like you have that JBL there anymore. You don't have that Bob Holly there anymore. Roman Reigns is your locker room leader. Like, he's, you know, that, that's to me, that's nothing, no offense to him, but. Right, he's I, just not, he hasn't been around that long. I'm not worried about him having heat with him or going to wrestle court with Roman because of Roman Reigns, <laughs> you know, or anything lame like that. Like, that would be with JBL and other guys that when I was younger and a rookie, you know, you were scared shitless of that when you first came up. Yeah. Do you think well, they still actually do wrestlers court now, or has that been retired? I bet you it's been retired. I, I can't imagine. Maybe they do it as a joke here and there. I know TNA, we had a funny one once. It was hilarious. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but it was made to be fun. It wasn't trying to, like, be dicks or anything like that. Yeah, well, I was, ta- I was I asked somebody about that, actually, and they said they, hadn't done, they haven't done wrestlers court in a long time. I mean, for seriously. Yeah, that should be a show on the WWE Network. <laughs> should. I'd watch it. Oh, I would watch the hell out of that. That would be fantastic. They just did like six episodes of an animated thing on the past wrestlers' courts that have happened. You only the hopefully if they do that. Hopefully, it's only like the funny and good stories. I'm telling you guys right now, you would think a lot of people are straight up evil. There's just bad human beings because they would take advantage of that as their way to just bully is not even the word that, that bully doesn't scratch the surface. Not all of them. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember like Molina almost quit because of it, and Muhammad Hassan, you know, yeah. uh, he got it pretty bad. So. Yeah. Uh, so with the Claymore kick, Drew McIntyre got the win tonight. That kick looks so awesome, too. Like the way he delivers it. Yeah, again, change of times. There's no way in God's green earth I would be allowed to hit the ropes and come off my feet with a finisher. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is what I was trying to press him. I remember pressing Vince with this back in 2005 that you have Dirk Nowinski. Do you know who he is, sir? And he's like, no, I'm like, okay. Kevin Garnett? He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's seven foot one. He brings the ball up the floor now in the NBA. He has, he at times will, you know, bring the ball up the floor and run the, and start the offense. He'll trail the offense. He'll shoot threes. Um, he's not he's not a point guard, but at times they've moved him there because that's where the NBA is moving towards. It's forward. It's it's athletically forward thinking. Uh, why don't we do that with wrestling? And I volunteer me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like um, now they're, they're, they're finally there, but it's like. I try to say it in all my promos, like, you know, no more the, no more the days of the giant of the V5. I'm on big, fat, slow and dumb. Like, that's stale. Let's play it out. That's been dusted. You know what I mean? But they wouldn't listen. They, they, they wanted you to do that. <laughs> you know, tackle, tackle, duck one, up, oh, back elbow. It was boring crap. Yeah. 
Uh, see, that was good tonight. Um, do you guys think this is leading up to Jason Jordan teaming up with Gable again? Jordan's supposedly been backstage. I think. What do you think, Raj? You think? I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's a step backwards. I could see them doing it one week on Raw, but not. That's what I was going to ask you. Is this a step backwards for both? Definitely for Jordan, right? Because he yeah, had a good yeah. spot there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was teaming with Seth Rollins, you know, in the in right. the tag title picture. It seemed like they were going with the breakup with him and Seth and a feud with them at Mania, you know, match with them at Mania. So I, I, I don't see them. They usually don't do that, um, like move the step back uh, a lot of times with tag teams that split, unless there's a good storyline reason to do it, like the Shield reunion, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But um, I, I, I don't see them doing that. Maybe they come back and do it one week and then they feud against uh, each other. They could, yeah, they could do that. I could see uh, one week or backstage segments and stuff like that. Or against each other, I could see. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of the tag team division, we got the B team in the Memorial Day tag team barbecue tonight. Uh, the B team wants a shot at the tag team titles of Money in the Bank up against the leader of Worlds. And, uh, yeah. This was your tag team division, the Revival, Titus Worldwide, Brazongo, The Ascension, Heath Slater, and Rhino out there with the B team. Um, of course. God, Luke Gallows, my buddy, was, is not on Raw anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they went through. They talked about potato chips, uh, baked beans, uh, bologna oh, sandwiches. Rhino, I know him like the back of my hand. He made Coachman. Talk about his tweet about he's going to try some new meat he's never tried before. <laughs> Something along those lines. That's how Rhino is backstage. He's really funny like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bo Dallas messing up Bray Wyatt's name, which is kind of kind of funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> is- yeah, and the set up a battle royal. The thing I hated, I hate when the announcers are laughing because it just makes it comes oh, across really? so lame and. It makes you feel lame for laughing, or like if you find well, it. Well, well, let me ask you this, Raj. What do you do with that then? Because as a fan, we're all fans watching that, I'm hoping, right? Like, <laughs> we all, I think, universally. Chat room. Hit, hit, hit Raj's chat room, whatever. Hit Raj up right now if you guys, like, get kind of embarrassed during those segments. Or think, or think it's really lame. One of the, yeah. you know. See, I suspect that Vince McMahon thinks a food fight is, like, the most hilarious thing you can do with yeah. people in the ring and creative has to talk him out of it which is why we only get a food fight like once every other year because <laughs> yeah. if vince had his way we'd be doing five of them a it year. used to be like every thanksgiving anytime there's a cake around it's getting thrown in someone's face I used to be terrified to be because uh, i came up in october my first time with nathan jones in our debut so what do you think was right around the corner a month later <laughs> smack down and there's gonna be a food fight thank god they didn't put us in it <laughs> yeah, I think once once you get put in segments like this, you're kind of you know slotted. Uh, it, it kind oh, of oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it kind of confirms where you're at on the card. <laughs> um, yeah, it was you know I will say this: I thought uh, Bo Dallas and and uh, Curtis Axel they had some good lines and stuff, but it yeah this was this was lame. Um, and you you knew you knew what was coming. You knew they would have the food fight but then putting rhino through a table was uh you know at least it gave them something at the end yeah so at the start of the gauntlet match did you guys notice you could see where the baked beans seeped through the astroturf and there were like little stains in the center of the ring oh no astroturf oh but they had the fake grass out there for the barbecue yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, i missed that (laughs) 
Um, so the gauntlet match started with Bailey cutting a promo in ring and then Bailey quickly defeating Liv Morgan, uh, like instantly, uh, took her about 30 seconds to dispatch a Sarah Logan. They both teamed up on Bailey. Ruby Riot ran in, yeah. pinned Bailey. Dana Brooke came in. Uh, Ruby Riot defeated her. Ruby defeated Mickey. Mickey getting a huge hometown pop tonight. Uh, she got pinned by, uh, Ruby. Ruby by Ruby Riot. as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Sasha came in and Sasha ended up winning the gauntlet match that went for about mm, 23, 24 minutes. Ruby, Seth Rollins was in the Seth Rollins role tonight. You know, um, that match was designed to get her over in my opinion, but get Sasha, uh, the victory, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of picked the the women that were made to look important. And, you know, Mickey yeah. James is in her hometown, so nowhere are they going to do that with her. <laughs> yeah, that's where it works. But what about uh, Bailey? What do you guys think about that? Does that a little little sign of life? Yeah, I think I think it pegs her. You know, if I think if you look at the pecking order on rods, mm-hmm. Naya, Alexa, Sasha, Ruby, Bailey, you know, kind of kind of in that order. But here's the question, though. Okay, so Bailey. Okay, so Sasha won this. Bailey is not in Money in the Bank. Sasha is for the next month. If you're not in Money in the Bank and you're not in the match with Ronda and Nia, what are you doing in the women's division on Raw? Throwaway matches. Yeah. Maybe if that. What they? Yeah. What they've? You know the multi-person matches every week that they yeah. always do. Yeah. So, yeah, they're putting a pin in Bailey and Sasha right now for the time being. Give up on it, Rob Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I, they haven't given up on it. They keep going back to that well, and they, like, restart that. It's like every time, through. like, when Bailey was cutting her promo before the match about Sasha, as soon as she mentions Sasha's name, people were just groaning because they, <laughs> they don't want this feud. They don't want anything about it. They don't want any more developments in it. It's like unless – Sasha puts Bailey through like a you know the barbershop window like Shawn Michaels. Right. This thing is just you're right dead. That's yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, it sucks because you could have done so many cool things with it. Unless they come up with a reason for uh, someone else to drop out and Bailey to go into this. Um, yeah, I think uh, even so, uh, how many people would be in it? Right. Yeah. It's still not her and her one-on-one, so we, but we get a confrontation in the middle of the ring. <laughs> but that's how they think other. of it. That's how they think of it, like a meaningful glance. We're continuing the story. They looked at yes, each other. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you think that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, tonight's show. Uh, I got to say, you know, some of these more fun to talk about than to watch, which says something. Um, that's true. But I, I like that Sasha got the win. Uh, yeah. Yes. Like she was she deserves it the most and and adds the most to the match. So question. I was I was thinking about this, Turner. Those two girls specifically, uh Sasha and Ruby Riot. And I was thinking to myself back like during the attitude era or whatever, I was like, gotta say something about the women's division today. It is varied as far as the talents go. There yeah. is a very wide spectrum of you got I don't know what you want to call Ruby Riot. Someone that wants to be a jerk would say like a freak look or whatever you want to call it. Um, God, yeah. Gothic, there you go. Yep. Um, you know, then you have the boss who who's all to herself, a completely different character. I don't even know what you describe it as other than the baddest, you know what. Um, 
You know what I mean? It's just and so Ember Moon and yeah, so Nia Jax. Yeah, for sure. Like for, there was a time there, like on SmackDown. I think it was when you were there, like around that time. They were just hiring these models. That, yes, that they were just interchangeable, like Amy, interchangeable. Amy Weber and all these, you know, women that were here one week, gone like a few weeks later. They were given yeah. these crap roles, like JBL's assistant. Natty Nightheart was trying was was doing tryouts at the time. I remember. I remember going, "How is this girl not getting hired?" What the yeah, it took her like a few tryouts to finally get signed. Yeah, but after she was working circles around those girls, like she would have to like, show them what to do during their matches. Mind you, she was like super young. Yeah, and, you know, not even on the dark match that night. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, changed a lot. Man, so uh, we heard it at the end tonight. So get ready for three weeks of Sasha Banks Money in the Bank. Please <laughs> on words like that's going to get run into the ground. Yeah, good. You know what? Good for her. Oh, absolutely. Anything positive for her, I'm, I'm on board with. Oh, I thought it would. I mean, could you imagine if she, she wasn't in this match and didn't have a few <sighs> going with Bailey? For, I mean, for, for a while there, bro. Like they they weren't doing much with her. You know what I mean? She was just kind of there. Then wasn't. Then for a while there, she wasn't on, and they just treated her as an afterthought. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to say about a year ago. Around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, final thoughts on tonight's Raw before we move on to the other stories this week, Matt? Um, don't shoot, sorry. Um, nothing. Will you want me to give you a great, my grade? D plus. Yeah, I mean... It was it was a totally skippable, missable show. Yeah, yeah, probably same D plus C minus somewhere in there. There wasn't too much that was. There wasn't anything as bad as like the Sammy Lashley stuff from last week, but um, the barbecue stuff was pretty embarrassing. And and then the rest of the show was it, it was just there. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Enzo story in a minute. But uh, Jerry in the chat had a question, Matt, because I don't think uh, we've even talked about in this podcast. Uh, maybe we did in passing, but WWE pay-per-views now are going to four to five hours long. How do you what? think that's going to be? <laughs> yeah. So Is they're going to start starting with Money in the Bank. They're starting at 7 Eastern. Pre-show included? No. So that's the main show. Starts at 7 Eastern. So the pre-shows an hour earlier, so 6. Um so, you know, so it's basically an hour earlier from what it is. It's going to be the time. So it's the, the, the window is four hours. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go four hours. So it could go three and a half, you know, uh, in there. And then SummerSlam and those, the window is four to five hours. So, you know, it could go four so, and a half. Here's my thoughts on it. As, as, a, as a wrestling junkie that likes good wrestling matches, and I like 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 guys like AJ, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, guys that can go. Daniel Bryan, obviously. I like the longer matches, and this gives them an opportunity to have these longer matches. How many times do you, we used to bitch? And I know I used to. Like we didn't get enough time out there, even for a big guy like me. We shouldn't be having long matches. You know, we end up showing our ass a lot of the time. Um, you want to stick to your strengths and hide your weaknesses. You only have so long you can do that for, in my opinion, yeah. as a bigger guy versus a shorter guy. But with these shorter guys against one another, they do so many cool athletic things and tell a great story, more importantly. They're not going to have that badass big canvas to paint from. And, and, and I think for that, it's good. My worry is WWE 
will not let that go. We'll just let it go from match to good match to good match to good match of 25 to 30 minute long matches without effing it up and putting a 45 minute segment in there somewhere <laughs> with a new day going out there riding bicycles, tricycles around the ring 45 minutes or what we saw at the food fight tonight or something backstage some grab ass moment that's lamer than hell yeah, they did that at Backlash, remember, with Elias and Bobby Roode and all yeah, all those guys. So lame. So I don't trust them to be disciplined enough to do the right thing and let these guys have those all the, that amount of time for a match. I pray that's what they do with it, though. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the, the four-hour pay-per-views already. Um, you know, SummerSlam and Royal Rumble. Uh, we haven't seen a combined roster. Uh, it was something, well, th- those were SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, because those are all those were combined. And uh, I can't. Can, can you remember the last long one that was really good? That where we were not just beaten and exhausted afterwards. The takeovers are perfect because they, their matches get time. Not everyone's on the card. They pick the best feuds, and uh, it's two and a half hours, sometimes up to three. It's a perfect amount of time, and it and it goes by pretty fast. These WWE pay-per-views, they're just trying to fit more people on the card, and that's just more filler matches because it, you really think that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's 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 the Dixie Carter mentality. That's not Ben Vince's mentality. To fit as many guys on the card as you can? Give two shit. I mean, uh, he, just I mean tries they, to, he just tries to put who on the card he thinks he would make him money. Hmm. Hey, well, like at Mania, you have, you know, Once now it's all year. multi-person matches. And, Once uh, a year, sure. But, well, up until now, all the co-branded ones, you pretty much had uh, most of the roster on those shows. And now uh, I think that that's what they want to start doing. I think that's what this is. Yeah. I just hope they give the talent that can go ring time. Or ring time. Yeah. Absolutely. We shall see. Two uh, three fall matches here or there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 60-minute Iron Man. It's been a while. With the right talents. Yes. Yeah. Right. If you did you gotta, Daniel Bryan and AJ or something yeah, like that. They have so many talents, you guys, that could do this, that could tell that story for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you about the Fox deal, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Fox, SmackDown's going to be on Friday nights. I'm guessing it's going to be live. And uh, if it is, you know what? They, that could probably give the talent a shorter week. Because um, right now, SmackDown is Saturday to Tuesday. They tour. shows Saturday, Sunday, Monday house show, Tuesdays. They tape. You know, Raw is Monday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now, if SmackDown is Friday and it's live, that means they tape Friday, and they, they would do a show Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday and, and I don't think they do a Monday show. I think they do they Monday do because they're already on the road. And they so, don't do three-hour shows normally? Right now they are, yes. But I, I wonder if they continue that Monday because it's it's a dead night. Like, they just do it because the talent's already on the road. It doesn't make sense for them to go home and then come back for Tuesday. So they, they added that Monday house show, you know, pretty much for that reason. So I wonder if they just drop a, a a live event each week, you know, drop the Monday live event because it doesn't make sense. And you would think if they do that for the SmackDown side, they'd do that for Raw. They would just have Raw Friday to Friday two hours, Sunday. Two hours? SmackDown, yeah. Um, we, we don't know if it's live or not. They didn't mention that. They haven't mentioned that, no. Um, I, I, I don't like Friday nights. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's Friday nights, but it's Fox. So it's the first time they're on a big network. 
for a weekly show. Um, so you're going to get are, more exposure. What are ratings like right now on TV, TV, like on like a Fox or a CBS on Friday nights? Is there, there's no more destination TV. So Friday nights on Fox, they have this cooking show. Um, and it does like three and a half million viewers per week. So is that, is that, is that good nowadays? Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's considered fine. Uh, you know, Fox on Tuesday nights with lethal weapon and forgetting what that other show is. It's that Marvel spinoff show, but those do over 4 million. Um, you know, raw hovers around two point has been averaging 2.6 for SmackDown. Um, but they're going to instantly get a lot more viewers just being on Fox. But that's interesting. Do you think they have a, okay, let me ask you a question. They have potential. Do you think that they will be raw in any ratings? Oh yeah, I think they'll get more viewers than raw uh, almost every week. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I think back, back when you guys were on the show, when you were on SmackDown back then, uh, yeah, when yeah. it was on UPN, it would do more viewers. Raw was still giving more priority, but uh, raw, yes. yeah, but SmackDown was doing more viewers for a while when it was on network. Yeah, so. yeah. MasterChef Junior, three point three two million. Uh, yeah, last time I was on on Friday on Fox. So, yeah, probably com- comparable, if not better, I would assume. You would think. And and you know what? Um, next year is the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. We saw what Raw 25 did. So they could do that 20th anniversary special in October wow. on Fox as their first show. Wow. Load it up. And they just get a ton of people. Yep. Rock has to be on it. Yeah. And they, should. I, and they should do a huge angle on that show and maybe another superstar shake up, you know, because it's it's a different game now. You're probably going to want your yes. bigger stars on. Yes. Spotify. I Yes. I was just thinking the same damn thing. Yeah. If, if you're right and they get more viewers. No, there's a stupid question. More viewers doesn't mean a higher rating. Right. 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 Yeah, so the rating is based on the, the percentage of homes that have access to it. So a lot more homes have access to Fox than USA. Um, but but I think they're in general. A lot of times you're looking more at the the viewership numbers and uh, more important. It seems like it. Like back in the day, it was always the rating that yeah. people would talk about. And now it's yeah. more viewers. Like how many they're they're averaging. The rating is still important, but. Um, so even like an OA, I don't know when I was just starting with TNA, I was really starting to really pay attention. You wanted to see what your 15, your quarter hour did that you right. were in if you did more than a 10 minute segment. Well, that's on you, my opinion. Yeah, so I'd yeah. only try to see what I was, what my number one was, like a selfish, greedy wrestler. Anyways, and um, I, I was really, I, I would dial in on the, the rating. I'd, know, I'd always look at the, I'd always see like the overall number. Like, how right. come no one ever talks about this number so much? I never yeah. understood it, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because like back in the day, it was all the ratings. It was like Rod did a three point two, or I remember back in the day when it was doing like sixes. Um, when yeah. you know against Nitro, yeah. Now they're in the the two levels, you know, the <laughs> low twos. So, yep. I didn't think people still watch TV, guys. I, I being serious, I thought we all moved on to the. You know, over the top, whatever you want to call it. Oh, but live TV is the only thing that people really watch live. Sports. Stuff that you need to tune in. And they consider SmackDown in these negotiations as a, oh. you know, as a sport. And that's like one of the few things that people watch live, even though the, the DVR numbers have grown greatly for Raw and SmackDown. But. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting the changes next year. Yeah. We got some time. Uh, so lastly tonight, 
Enzo Amore had two things tonight breaking his silence. One, he did a meet up in Times Square. Uh, I watched a little bit streaming on Instagram. Now it's hard to tell in Times Square because there's always a crowd, but I mean, he was mobbed there and he released a rap song called Phoenix, uh, premiered on World Star Hip Hop. Um, and pretty, this was him breaking his silence, speaking out against his, yeah, speaking out against uh, his critics, his accuser, even. I mean, he went really far in this. Uh, Matt, I'm assuming you didn't listen to the song or watch the video yet. No, so in the video, he digs in on the girl that accused Oh, yeah, he threatens a civil suit and garnishing her wages and calls out her social media by name. And I mean, he's, uh, I'm assuming he ran all this by his attorney before he put it out there, but look, I mean, disclaimer on all of this. If Enzo is 100% innocent and no charges were filed, the police did not find reason to file charges. If he's 100% innocent and wrongly accused, all of this vitriol that he has is probably tame compared to how any of us would feel in this situation. And he should sue her if, if, he's, if, it's, you know, if it's 100% that he did not do it and he's 100% innocent. Definitely. Uh, then stuff like that, I mean, that you know, look at what, you know, he's a cruiserweight champion on Raw. Granted, it's cruiserweight, but still, uh, you know, a featured part of the show, one of the bigger stars. His career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, so, he, I'm sorry. He, he, remember, guys, it's not, it's not necessarily just what he did what got him fired. It's him not telling the office. You're giving them a heads up of, hey, there's this girl that's saying this or whatever you want to say. He never gave them a proper heads up. Well, well so yeah, he, his attorney is saying that they didn't know until they were found out on social media the same time everyone else did. Ooh, so good. they were saying they didn't know it they ahead of time. Lawyer. I hope, I hope, good. I hope they take, I hope this is not what it was. I, I pray he didn't do this. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it obviously, for so many reasons. And that's the case. I'd love to see him get his job back. Um, so controversial in our community that the video opens with uh, a rather obese young man <laughs> in his basement. Who is, who is in his basement eating Oreos, uh, tuning Here's into the Raw 25 special. What's supposed to be Raw 25? Uh, the 25th anniversary of wrestling. Yes, uh, yelling at his mom to stop bothering him because he's quote unquote doing his job watching the wrestling, and then he gets the <laughs> scoop with Enzo and says, "Oh, I have to go report on this." So the first part of the video is all Enzo just talking smack to, uh, you know, the dirt sheets, as it were, that he feels, um, I forget how he phrased it, but something essentially that they're digging in and playing armchair detective to try and get the scoop on the story, um, just based off the social media accusation. That's the first part. It looks like he actually spent some money on this. Uh, There's scenes in a funeral home with the casket. Uh, He drags that coffin out to the desert. He's a dune buggy. Um, Let me watch it. Don't ruin it. Well, I'm just giving you an overview while we're talking about it, Matt. Uh, I won't spoil the best bits for you, but uh, I I will say I'm a big fan of hip-hop. I'm not a big fan of this style of hip-hop. I feel like a very old man listening to it because I'm like, this is what the kids are into these days? It's a bunch of noise. Yeah, like, what? You know? Um, It it was so bad, I thought it it was, like, mocking (laughs) hip-hop. You know? Uh, I mean, Enzo, he can talk and everything, but... uh... The song itself, as a song, was pretty bad. I would not give up my... I would look to... I would have a day That's the problem. Yeah, I would look to um, see if there's a way to end up... I don't know where he goes. Lucha Underground, Impact, Ring of Honor. Lucha Underground is probably a year from now that they'll tape again if they do have another yeah. season. Uh, you know, Impact. 
I asked Don Callis, you know, if they would take Enzo, and he seemed uh, he seemed pretty adamant that not anytime soon. That yeah, seemed like a polite way of saying no. That's a shame if he didn't do this. Obviously, I don't. Obviously, know. yeah. But I agree. And then at one point he raps that he's not Bill Cosby. Uh, he talks about his consensual penis. I'm not making that up. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting. And the only thing I will say that gives me because we've talked about this a lot, guys, in terms of all the stories about the accuser and some of the contradictory statements she's said and things uh, that have been out there in social media. The, the thing that I will say about this is notice that when there have been accusations about someone in the Me Too movement and Enzo, by the way, defends the Me Too movement in this talking about, uh, you know, women, he supports women that come forward overall. But uh, there's sort of a bias to, to I forget how he phrases it, but to go to go after a man immediately upon an accusation. Um, the thing that I will say is no other accusations have come out against him. And that is kind of a break in the pattern we've seen. When you look at a lot of other men who have been accused of things by one woman, there is a where there's smoke, there's fire. And for that initial accusation, five other women raise their hand and have a story. Right, that's true. There were just too many red flags with with this girl and this, the, the stuff that she posted immediately. And then it was just immediately just reading her tweets. She was like, you know, I was in a mental hospital during these six weeks, but she was tweeting that whole period. You know, and there was just a lot of stuff like that. And I just think, uh, I don't know. Um, call, people, people in the, in the biz, the kids, they call it thirsty nowadays. Yeah. If, she, if he didn't do this, this is just some girl who was being, you know, thirsty for attention. Yeah. Yeah, and if he actually files suit, that will be telling because yeah. that's something that a lot have people wrongly accused of threatened to do, but they don't go through with it, one, because it's seen as somewhat punitive. I mean, look at what just happened with George Takai, his accuser walking back his accusation, and George Takai had a very classy response about wishing him peace, uh, you know, and holding no ill will towards him. Uh, George Takai is the nicest human being on the planet. Yes. So for Enzo, if he actually takes this to court, um, I don't know. Like that—that's a pretty cavalier move. Uh, yes. You know, he if he's guilty to. of anything. He's, if he's got that, that text was legit. That she was, you know, bragging about having sex with him the day after. You know, that she sent to her friend. Yep. That alone. Um, you know, that's uh, not what I'd be doing if. You know, someone forced me to do something I didn't want to do. Hmm. I wouldn't be bragging about it. Yeah. But, so, but again, we don't know. No, yeah. we don't. We'll find devil's advocate here. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I was honestly very surprised by the crowd in Times Square that was there, just the size of it. I mean, he's I don't really have to. I don't have to see it to buy that, that they were there for him. No offense, Enzo. Yeah, I have a feeling there was something else going on there, and he piggybacked on it or something. I don't even have to see it. If I'm going to see it, I'll tell you next week what I think. And you know, it is Memorial Day. You know, there's a ton of media stuff there anyway. You know, a bunch of shows tape out there. So, yep. so yeah. Well, it'll be telling. I mean, the videos online. We'll see how many views it gets. We'll see what the response is. I don't know. But like you guys said, as a rapper, I mean, listening to it, I would not. If I were Enzo, I would not say this. This is what I should be doing with my life. Um, but it's probably when, not geared at us. When would you say rap jump shark? Oh, <laughs> uh, can I give you mine? Master, yeah. Master P. <laughs> after uh, make him say, "Oh, that was good." Uh, yeah. After that, then it was like uh, whoever uh, God or like MJG. There was a, it like went to like Southern style rap. Yeah, that's when it went all downhill for me. 
Because we had Biggie, Method Man, Tupac, B- Dre, Snoop, yeah. with so many. Yeah. Like, you could let the whole CD play. Showing my age, saying CD, but you let the whole CD play. All these guys <laughs> yep. look good. Now it's just, it's not me being an old bitter man. It's just going, ugh. Like, yeah. Little Wayne is who everyone generally likes nowadays, or they did. He's okay. Yeah, but, but, but not like what we had in 1990. I would say 98 through 2002. No, 95. Yeah. Ready to Die came out in 94. 93, 94. Yeah. From there on, Wu-Tang Clan. It was so good. Even before that, you had Black Sheep and uh, and uh, Tribe Called Quest. Tribe and most Quest. Um yeah, I think once Auto Tune really started <laughs> taking yeah, over T-Pain. the songs, T Pain might be the the tipping yes. point. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I gave him a try. Couldn't. Nope. Sorry, dude. But even that, you Not know, I went back. Alley. I think uh, like uh, Kanye West was someone I didn't really listen to until maybe six months ago, and went, okay, I'm actually gonna give this a chance. I was like, oh, some of this is really, really good. Um, you know, by by my standards, but others of it, I think it's the style has evolved and left us behind, but it should in a way. Do you ever hear Macho Man's rap CD? <laughs> I didn't I've think heard... this is horrible. I me, mean, I, I Shelton Benjamin used to love it. Really, Shelton Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin used to play it in a locker all the time, and like you, you think it was a rip, but he legit liked it. The huh. Macho Man's, yes, swear to God, <laughs> loved it. Actually, I'm Be kind of man, Hulk Hogan. I'm kind yes. of fond of terrible rap. Um, like the bass player from Corn put out a rap CD, and it's one of the worst things I've ever heard. But I get an so odd urge. That, really? To, yeah, Fieldy, Fieldy's Dreams. Yeah, I get a weird it, urge to listen to that once every year or so. Uh, and I'm like, this is terrible, but I dig it. Yeah, I love Corn. God, I love Corn. Yeah, well, Fieldy, uh, Fieldy decided to become a rapper. Um, right. but yeah, quick, I, I'm sorry. Real quick, some people, a lot of people asking about Dean Ambrose. I haven't been able to. I didn't get to answer it last oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, so Dean Ambrose, you know, he's injured, uh, but he actually moved uh, to Alabama uh, where he's doing his physical therapy. So he's really serious about it, really serious about coming back. What's that? He'll be picking up the pace really quickly to come back. Then. Yeah, I would think he wants to make sure he's he's back in time for SummerSlam, you know, for like well in time. Uh, any of those guys that moved down there and will work right out of that facility are going to like double the rehab time. Yeah. You know, my first thought when you said that, though, Raj, was like, how are things between him and Renee as a result? What does this mean for their marriage? <laughs> too, too much total divas. I, I just because <laughs> online people talk about that so much. That's the one relationship that the yeah. WWE has slept on. I think people are almost more invested in that relationship than Nikki. But and I John. think that a lot of that's Dean. I'm sure he doesn't want that out there. Yeah. Like, he doesn't use social media. He's, you know, he keeps that stuff private. Are they a funny couple or something? Are they like entertaining? Uh, Renee has a podcast, and I gotta say it's, it's pretty good. On Divas, um, on the Total Diva show. Oh no, I've actually haven't seen them on there, so I can't speak. Renee to that. isn't on there anymore. She was, and then yeah, they stopped doing it. Uh, but yeah, on her podcast, she tells a lot of stories just about Dean's around the house behavior, and that's very funny to listen to. Yeah, it's a cool. having a podcast. Yeah. Um, what else? I feel like I think that's that's pretty good. I think we covered covered a lot. Yeah, absolutely, man. So Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, we'll be back to talk about SmackDown. Glenn Rubenstein, you can find me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein. I live tweet along with Raw and SmackDown, along with the Wrestling Inc. account. Uh, He is Rajgiri underscore 303. And we will see you back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.